Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. <laughs> oh, man, it's The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're going to talk to Chris Mannix, uh, our NBA Daily Assist, coming up here momentarily. And we'll talk to him about uh, what's going on uh, around the association. Even though there's not games being played, of course, Gordon, this is new territory for everybody, including the NBA. Yes, uh, I think they're studying it out very carefully. Uh, obviously, a lot at stake. And so, but anytime you face something for the first time, there's some degree of mystery to the whole thing. All right, let's get right to it. Austin, hit it. It's time for your NBA fix. This is the Big Show Daily Assist, featuring all the latest news and insight on the association. Now joining the Big Show, senior NBA writer for Sports Illustrated, Chris Mannix. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Daily Assist brought to you by our friends at Lee's Heating and Air. Check them out online, leesheatac.com. Out to the Sprint special guest line we go. Lease any phone and get an iPad or Samsung Tab A for $99.99. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. Of course, from Sports Illustrated, our good friend Chris Mannix. Chris, how are you? How's your family? Everybody doing okay? Everybody's fine. Just, uh... I'm sure going a little stir crazy at this moment, but you know it's the way it goes. Well, I'm sure everybody in the NBA world, uh, ourselves included, are, are going a little bit stir crazy with the kind of the uncharted territory that we're uh, that we're in. But let's, I guess, start off with uh, Mark Human comments from a couple of days ago, where he's kind of taking the more optimistic view. What do you think about what Mark had to say? And I guess starting to plan, you know, eventually for a return. Your thoughts. Well, I mean, you'd be foolish if you're the NBA or any of the quarantine sports right now in general, if you're not planning for for when, you know, the CDC says it's okay to, uh, you know, put this, the amount of people in a room needed to put on a live event. You have to be planning. Uh, but I, I don't know if there's any reason to be optimistic or pessimistic at this point. You just have to kind of kind of watch and, and see what happens. I mean, you know, we... We, I've been watching some of these daily presidential press briefings, and you know, you have a president who doesn't know anything about the medical community, but he's saying let's open up, and then doctors saying, no, it's too soon to tell. So I just think you have to kind of, kind of wait and see. I've always said that, you know, if they can get the CDC to approve uh, having a hundred or less people in a room, you'll see the NBA come back because that's kind of the number where if you include, you know, the people you put in the truck and, uh, you know, the people in each or each venue, you can put on NBA games in closed venues. You, you can do it. Um, but that's really the max uh, or the minimum number to get something like this started. There would be people that are arguing you need more. But I think the number 100, if that, if that CDC recommendation comes in mid-May, I think you'll see the NBA move quickly to find a way to start the season. So, Chris, you've come to uh, carry great credibility with our listeners. They're familiar with you for coming on the show for so long now. They believe what you say. 
uh, and I know you're not a sociologist, but what effect would that restart of the season have on, on the American sporting public? Oh, I think it would have a a strong effect. Uh, I think we're seeing in just a short period of time how you know influential and important sports are in people's lives. I mean, people, um, you know, obviously they want to get out, get back to work, and go about their normal lives, but you know they miss you know sports, and they certainly miss this time of year when you have you know the NBA playoffs, which would be starting in just a couple of weeks. You have the NHL playoffs, which would be right around the corner. Uh, golf tournaments, horse racing. I mean, all these events that have been postponed or canceled. Boxing, certainly something I'm dealing with at the moment. Um, you know, it's 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 vital. So it, it it's going to be. Look, I, I would say to people, the one thing you you know can conceivably kind of look forward to is maybe if things go well, the greatest second half of the year in the history of sports, where you have you know every day, every weekend with something significant jammed into it, whether it's the Kentucky Derby followed by the Masters, followed by you know, a tennis tournament, followed by NBA playoffs and the World Series. I mean, it could be a pretty cool finish to 2020 if you know, we could all kind of get together and, and help to, to make sure that this, the, the world restarts in a timely manner. Unfortunately for Rudy Gobert, Chris, he was the first, you know, prominent athlete to be diagnosed and it kind of brought everything to a screeching halt. Is this thing going to follow him or I, let me let me ask you this way, actually. How is he going to be viewed years down the line when this is all said and done? You know, I, I don't think he'll be viewed negatively. Um, you know, it, I think Rudy's problems are more internal short term right now with how he kind of coexists with Donovan Mitchell and, you know, just how forgiving Mitchell is for everything that kind of went on there. I think in the grand scheme of things, in a way, you know, Gobert is, is being given credit, you know, for you know, being the guy that, you know, helped the NBA stop, which in turn helped sports stop, which maybe slowed the progress of this virus just a little bit. Now, that may be, he may be getting too much credit in some areas and he may be getting too much blame in some areas, but, I don't look at this as being the kind of thing that will, you know, dog Rudy Gobert around for the rest of his career. He didn't, you know, hit a teammate or choke a coach or do anything like that that we've seen uh, sort of define some players in the past. I mean, I think it's just something that, that he gets over. And, and I think most people realize by now, while, while Rudy was the first diagnosed, he probably wasn't the first to have it. I mean, like, you, you look at the number of players that have been diagnosed to this point, uh, I think there's a reasonable argument that can be made. Some of these players have had no connection to the Jazz whatsoever, uh, like a Kevin Durant, for example. I think there's there's no reason to believe that that Gobert uh, should be held accountable for something that was probably already out there anyway. So, Chris, if the season restarts, uh, whoever ends up being the champion, uh, if it, if, however it's crowned, uh, whatever format, whether it's you know best of five series, best of three series, whatever. Uh, will there be an asterisk uh, connected to this whole thing, or will that uh, not really be a factor? No, I don't think there'll be an asterisk. I mean, they'll be remembered to a degree if you, if you go back and kind of look at it. But does anybody look at the 99-2000 season as, you know, the Spurs having an asterisk next to it? Uh, the lockout-shortened season of 2011, does that uh, winner deserve an asterisk? I mean, no, nah, not really. I mean, there have been – seasons impacted by different things before mostly work stoppages but uh if it picks up but even if they shorten those first round series i think that's 
I do think that's the most likely scenario in in a lot of this. You see the first round series shorten to a best of five to try to expedite them uh, a little bit more. Uh, but even if that's the case, there won't be any asterisk attached to it. It's just it, it, these things unfortunately happen, and I, hopefully we don't see pandemics like this happen again. But um, if we don't think those ninety nine two thousand teams, the twenty eleven team, or any teams other than that had asterisks, we shouldn't think this season should have as well. If we don't see any more regular season games, Chris, who's your MVP? You know, I thought LeBron was trying to make it interesting, but you know, Giannis has some ridiculous numbers. I mean, he he has he's having put he he's having the type of season statistically that we haven't seen since Shaq's MVP season in two thousand with the thirty points and the thirteen rebounds. He's arguably the best defensive player in the game right now with his versatility. I mean, he's he's the whole package, and, the, and you have to look at the fact that. The Bucks still have the best record right now uh, in the NBA. So, I mean, look, there should be a separate award for LeBron having the best age 35 season that we've ever seen. And it would be devastating, I think, for LeBron, to, as much as anybody, to miss out on the end of the season because he was playing great, his team was playing great, and you just don't know at 35, be 36 next year, you know, just how, uh, you know, how many years like this he has left. So, I mean, it's got to be really, really a body blow for LeBron if the season can't get restarted. But um, I, I, don't, I don't think that takes away from what Giannis did. He is, uh, I think, by far and away the MVP. I don't figure you as a betting man, Chris, but if you did have to uh, put uh, a few Skittles down on the results of the postseason, which team do you think would be best suited to win it all? I think you have to at this point put your money on the Lakers. Um Look, the way they're playing at the stoppage was great. Beating the Clippers, beating Milwaukee. It's, you know, look, I I did this a lot in the Eastern Conference, but betting against LeBron is just foolish in the playoffs. I mean, it just is. He just has a way of pulling out, you know, series against conference foes. And as dominant as the Bucs have been, and I think they would be in Eastern Conference playoffs, you know, asking a team like Milwaukee with very few players with real finals experience to step into that situation against the Lakers, against LeBron, and win a series like that, you know, that'd be hard to do. So I think this, I would have favored the Lakers. I mean, the Western Conference playoffs would be a gauntlet. I mean, there are a lot of teams out there that give you trouble beginning in that first round. Uh, But uh, I I just think that there's too much firepower in L.A. and and too much star power with LeBron to, to bet against anybody else. Chris Mannix of Sports Illustrated with us in 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Chris, this isn't a question, but really more get your thoughts on an observation. Isn't it interesting that if, let's say, we get we get through this situation and are able to have playoffs, and that's that's where we pick up with the NBA, just go right into the playoffs, isn't it ironic that, uh, that load management at that point will have meant nothing? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll say this. I, I bet if they do a back-to-back, Hawaii would still sit it out in the second <laughs> end of a back-to-back. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see that at all. I mean, it is – look, there's a lot of interesting things to, to playing into the summertime. I mean, it, it's not, not just the fact that you'd come back with players. I mean, players coming back after this hiatus will probably be in the worst shape they've been in their entire sporting lives because, for the most part, you know, these guys are doing home workouts. They're doing the same, you know – fitness 360s or whatever it is that you and I are doing, you know, in, in our homes. Like most of these guys don't have home gyms. And I've talked to some, some private trainers who are, you know, looking forward to the, the opportunity to get out there and work individually with their clients. But right now, no gyms are open. There's no place for them to go for the most part with these guys. So I think it'll be interesting if the league says we can play 
beginning like July 1st, you know, they've got to have some kind of training camp here. Like they've got to give them at least two weeks, maybe longer. I know Jared Dudley said recently they needed a month to get back into shape because it could be dangerous. I mean, that's if you come back too fast to a playoff-like atmosphere, I mean, that's how injuries happen. Like, you know, bad injuries, Achilles tears, ACL tears, you know, those kind of injuries that you could see be, be crippling for players' careers. Um, you know, that, that's something the NBA, and I'm sure they are thinking about it, but that's something they have to think about, you know, very strongly as they prepare to come back, giving these guys enough time to work their way back into shape before you throw them into a high-intensity uh, playoff situation. Obviously, the COVID-19 is the biggest surprise, I guess, of this season. But as you look back at what actually took place on the court, Chris, uh, what, what is your biggest surprise? And uh, let me add another one onto that. If you looked at the organization and the scheming and the motivational, all that stuff that goes into coaching, who would you pick as the coach that's done the best job? Well, on the first part, I don't honestly think the way the Celtics have played all season long is, has been a surprise. I mean, they have been a top-five defensive team despite the fact they lost their entire front line. And, you know, I mean, Kyrie Irving taking him out of that equation really settled that locker room and, and I think turned them into to a real threat to come out of the East this year. Uh, it, it's kind of a co-winner there in my mind with the Lakers because I, I thought the Lakers, with eight new players on the roster, would have a lot of trouble – blending that group together as we've seen countless times before but they blended them seamlessly frank vogel's been terrific um and they they really hit the ground running and really never stopped uh, with that team the coach of the year to me is pretty easy it's, it's nick nurse i mean you, you take Kawhi leonard off that team and they've got a comparable record to what they had a year ago and they're viewed as a, a real threat to win in the eastern conference the development of pascal siakam the development of guys i've ever heard of like terrence anderson and and Chris Boucher and others that are in that rotation. I mean, it's wild how well they've played all season long. I just I can't think of anybody else I'd give it to. They've been some good coaching jobs. I mean, I think Vogel's been been excellent. Mike Budenholzer has been really good. Uh, a number of guys there, but I just I you know Taylor uh, Taylor Jenkins in, in Memphis certainly. But you, you removed Kawhi Leonard, like Kawhi freaking Leonard from that team, and they're just as good. I mean, that that is a credit to the coaching of that group. So, Chris, I know you're you're still busy riding and still busy doing your thing. But uh, when you're not with no NBA around, what do you what do you do to uh, pass the time? Uh, well, I I'm fortunate that I have got two residences, so I tra- I travel between Boston and Vermont. Vermont's where I really can kind of unwind. And I mean, I guess the blunt answer: I drink a lot of wine. Like that's <laughs> you know part of it. So you know, hopefully. Uh, my wine delivery will be getting extra orders from some of the vineyards I have on the West Coast that send me stuff. So I'll, uh, I'll do my best to, to not become too much of a wine addict uh, during this hiatus. But that's pretty much what I do. Drink a lot of wine and watch a lot of bad movies. Since, since we're getting all personal here, uh, oh boy. Will, will you be thinner or thicker after this uh, hiatus? That, that's, a, that's a great question because I, I think it's a question everybody asks. Like my eating habits tell me – like I've tried to blend – you know, I bought I bought more workout equipment than I ever have in my life. Like I've ordered boxing bags and you know <laughs> kettlebells and things like that. At the same time, like I quite literally, when I'm in Boston, press the Uber Eats like reorder button for the same thing every time. And and what I order is not healthy. It's not healthy at all. So I'm gonna try to like that. Maybe that's like an April resolution to you know do the best of it with the workouts and you know try desperately not to order pepperoni pizza from Tony's down the street every, you know, every other day. 
Chris, would this be a good time for you to write a book? Yeah, God bless the people that have written books, but I've tried a couple of times, and it's mostly books that I've I've had somebody ask me to ghostwrite for them, and it's just hard, man. It's hard, you know. And and fortunately, like you know, with the writing stuff, I'm still doing a lot. Like I'm writing tomorrow about you know kind of the merits of playing summer basketball and how if the NBA should consider changing that schedule full time and. You know, working with the zone, they kind of have me doing a daily show, you know, via Skype with my broadcast partner, Sergio Mora. So I've been kept reasonably busy on this end. I would, I guess, the long way of saying, I would love to write a book, but man, people that have written books out there, and I know some great, great book writers, novelists, Mark Kriegel's one of my favorite writers over at ESPN. He's done it a couple of times. Uh, it, it's just hard. It, it's so time consuming that, that I just can't see myself doing it. Yeah, Gordon just asked you that, Chris, because he's thinking of penning a romantic thriller and just wants to know oh, yeah. if you have any advice. Yeah, that's advice. what it's going to be, hey, Chris. Yeah. Hey, those, mm-hmm. those, those, those dime store, you know, those uh, tabloid books, the Stop and Shop uh, books there, they sell well, man. Danielle Steele, she's made a fortune off that in her career. I once took a college class that was based on Danielle Steele novels. I remember that off the top of my head now, but that was a great class. Are you, are you a romantic at heart? No, not at all. But it was like a class. Like I, I grew up reading John Grisham books, and I loved them. And I, I was like, all right, this seems like a, a book of you know, a class of easy books. And I kept reading with these ridiculous Daniel Steele novels. <laughs> Shout out to Boston College for offering that uh, during my junior year. I mean, I, I, I could not have asked for a better class at that point. See, now, Chris, I could say you probably took that for the same reason I took ballroom dance, and that's to obviously meet you know eligible women. I don't even know why I was taking it. I think I was looking for a gimme, and, and that seemed like a gimme. Like, I like reading those books, but I, yeah, I probably should have taken ballroom dancing. I, I'm more of like, if you ever see the movie Hitch, I'm like Will Smith and Hitch, where I just move side to side and don't get too, uh, don't get too active in the dance floor. Well, Chris, thank you so much, as always, for jumping on with us, man. We look forward to catching you up, up with you next week. You got it, guys. Thanks, Chris. Our friend Chris Mannix from Sports Illustrated, uh, obviously one of the terrific NBA writers out there, covers boxing as well, and always a highlight of our week right here on The Big Show. You know, it brings up a great point. What was the most ridiculous class you ever took in college? All of them. Was it ballroom dance for you? It was probably ballroom dance for me. But I got I to tell you, I really enjoyed the class, though. It was awesome. I, I enjoyed it way more than I thought I would. I could see Austin. Could you see uh, Jake out there, uh, soft shoeing around? Absolutely, Jake. I think would be a great ballroom dancer. Yeah, I could see you in the full tux, you know, with the tails flying. Gene Astaire or uh, Fred Astaire, Gene right. Kelly, Jake Scott. Exactly. That's how it goes. Yeah. I can mambo, you know. I can now could mambo. You rumba? I don't know if we learned the rumba. I don't think we did. I don't know. We learned the the, the cha cha, the waltz, the mambo. I mean, I like chicks better than uh, guys, but I gotta say, Fred Astaire had it going on, and so did Gene Kelly. I have no idea what I was talking about there, but uh, uh, yeah, I. And did you meet anybody when you were out there ballroom dancing? I gotta say, I did not come away from that class uh, with a, with a girlfriend, but I tried. I did my best. What about you? What's the most ridiculous class you took? You know, I never took a single math class in college. Not a single math class. Well, that didn't answer the question. How did I do that? I took a stats class. Um, stats is math. You know that, right? Yeah, but it's not It's not like trigonometry or calculus. But or by like definition, that. math. A statistics class is a mathematics That's class? Correct. Well... 
by the time I took that, I may have gotten a little help along the way. But uh, are you saying you cheated? No, I didn't cheat. I would never cheat. You know how I feel about cheaters. Well, wait, wait a minute. What was that? Well, with a little help along the way. What, what, what were you referring to there? Uh, I, I had a friend that uh, that gave you under- their no, no, paper, no. Help me understand the concepts of what I was dealing with. Hmm. That's what. Meaning, Most ridiculous. I'm going to have to think the about that because there had no, there had to be some classes that uh, that uh, it, Austin. Did you take a bowling class or something? Uh, I did, in fact, yes. That's fairly ridiculous, isn't it? I don't know. I, I aced it, so that helped. <laughs> are, you, are you now? What's your, what was your average? Uh one sixty something. It wasn't that. Oh, great. really? Yeah. Well, what you, that's pretty good. That is good. And well, that's when in college I used to go bowling once a week. But it was that. That's what me and my friends did. But, so I was good then. I'm not now. Cosmic, did you like cosmic have bowling? Your, cosmic bowling, you indeed. Cosmic bowling. Cosmic did you bowling have your own ball with your monogram on there? I had my own the... ball that I picked up from the DI. Yeah, and it had a, a. It came in a nice bag, and it said Mary on the ball. That was my ball. How come when you ask us these questions, by the way, Gordon, we turn them around and ask you, and you just duck them every single time? Yeah, when oh, you were I, cheating it, in your stats class, uh, we, it, did you ever go not... bowling? <laughs> I never cheated. Mm. Uh, I just don't understand. We say, hey, Gordon, what's the just most like ridiculous the Easter egg hunt. class you've ever taken? And, oh, I never took a math class. That doesn't answer the question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, I had to have mixed in some stupid class somewhere. I, I had a public speaking class that was, that was fairly, uh, uh, let's just say, it wasn't overly challenging because all you had to do was get up in front of the class and talk but get directly related to what you do for a living that is so true. that would not be ridiculous that, the, that is true <laughs> that was my favorite class i ever took really oh yeah fun stuff you you did a great job down there oh, public speaking class completely ridiculous i have no idea <laughs> no, why i, I took no, it. have no, I, no use for this <laughs> never used the skill again in my life <laughs> oh man uh, that and I, creative I, writing. Yeah, what, what, what was I doing there? <laughs> that old news reporting class I took. Ridiculous. I still remember as uh, before I had decided what to major in, I took a, uh, a news writing class. I guess uh, it was like a beginning journalism class. And uh, every week the professor would have each of the students bring in a, uh, a, 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 a bit of news that we thought was uh, somehow significant. And after after the class, he came up to me and said, have you thought about uh, studying journalism? And I said, oh, a little bit, not really. And he said, you've got an eye for it. I'll never forget that guy. I'll never forget that guy saying that to me. I can't remember what I did yesterday. I can't remember what I did last week. But I remember him coming up to me and saying, son, maybe you ought to look into this. They call you so son? Don't give, me, don't give me any more crap about my not sports report, all right? Because that is uh, an, an, uh, sort of an indication of my eye for that which is extraordinary. Well, I got news for you. I'm going to still give you crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am too. But but the whole thing is is you I'm you're lucky that you went through that in a moment and not me cuz my initial thought would be don't call me son, you condescending jerk. <laughs> Who are you, Newt Rockney? <laughs> you're not my dad, son. Get 
up out of here, sir. <laughs> I don't remember whether he actually called me son, but he was an older gentleman who had been around the block a few times, and I thought he was a wise uh, a wise man. And he, he had a sort of a hard edge to him, too, that was uh, kind of a grizzled journalistic vez- veteran kind of vibe. And uh, I What was his name? Him. Gordon his Monson. Name. <laughs> his, last, his last name was Fairbanks. Come to think of it, it was me. <laughs> hey, I came up to myself, myself and said, boy, hey, you are good at this, son. I've got a gift. <laughs> Stay tuned. More Big Show coming up next. We want to remind you about our good friends at RGS Exteriors. They will improve the curb appeal for your house with James Hardy Brickstone and Stucco Exteriors, along with soffit fascia and rain gutters. Check them out at rgsutahsiding.com. More straight ahead. It's the Big Show. Gordon hey, Monson. Jake. Yeah. I, I think I took a pottery class. Sorry. Okay. Well, at least that's an answer. That's what we're, at least that's an answer. Thank you, Gordon. Thank you. More straight ahead, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. The best way to describe Rick Majerus, somebody said, actually, I think it was me. This is DJ and PK. BYU football coach Kalani Sataki. As you head into training camp, and hopefully that's in August, but as you approach that, how will this no spring ball affect the quarterback competition? I don't know if it'll affect it that much. We were getting Baylor back. He's getting healthy again, and Jaron was starting to really come along. Zach was doing some great things. He just seemed a lot more settled and more comfortable in the scheme and more connected with our players. We saw some huge improvements from all three of those guys in spring, but I think that once we get to the fall, we'll have an idea of where we're headed and knowing sometimes the way football works we feel comfortable with the depth that we have at that position and other positions as well catch dj and pk mornings from 6 till 10 presented by wcf insurance reminding you to be careful out there on 97.5 1280 the zone and the zone sports network Michelle Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you very, very much for making us a part of your day. How are you holding up over there, Gordo? What, what is currently going on at the Monson household? I don't know. I'm in an isolated area where I can do the show in peace and quiet, and I, I have no idea what's going on. Are, out there are you somewhere. not in the lounge today? I am, and uh, but it's separate from the rest of the house, and I, I, I don't know what's going on out there. I, I have no clue. Oh, okay. You're not even curious? Haven't even poked your head out? Uh, no, I haven't. Uh, but now that you bring it up, it makes me wonder. Should I be worried? No, I don't think so. Well, maybe. Do you, do you think the women in your house are plotting against you? <laughs> Uh, that has happened quite a bit through the years. Really? Oh, I, I can't wait to hear an example on this one. Oh, it's <laughs> earlier today. My uh, one of my uh, son sons in law was here, and I went out, and he uh, was saying essentially, "Hey, I need some masculine help on this particular topic." And I just looked at him and shook my head and said, I gave up on that a long time ago. Masculine help? Yeah, as far as a a point of view goes. I said, you're on your own. Good luck. 
What what's the difference between a masculine and masculine and a feminine point of view? Is I don't it just know. A he point asked of view? me. He wanted another man's point of view on a topic, and uh, I I I told him I I couldn't help. <laughs> okay. What was his response? He just laughed. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I have no idea what they were talking about, but I did not participate. Okay. <laughs> All right. I don't know how that's going to be taken, but. Anyway, not well, <laughs> no, not well, not well at all. Uh, but OK, it's good to hear that you're uh, frequently plotted against in your own home. Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, come on. Oh, and you think you aren't? Oh, no, because because plotting in, implies something secretive, not like a like just a directive. <laughs> OK, somehow I see it in the same vein. But uh, if you want to differentiate, that's fine. Did, no, I mean, if if my wife comes up to me and just tells me to do something and I have to do it, is that really plotting or is that her just telling me to do something? That is her plotting. Not to get really. You to do something. Because doesn't a plot in, in like and, and this imply is a, multiple people. Well, no, no, no. Well, that that could be true. Well, isn't that a, that's a conspiracy, though, right? Where it has to be multiple people, but I, I I think plot implies like some sort of like manipulation, right? Like where you're planning to oh to, oh, and uh, you're not manipulated, Come on. Jake. Not wake covert, up. not covertly manipulated, Gordon. I'm overtly manipulated. <laughs> it's all the same, ultimately. Jake was telling me is, his uh, two year old has now learned the art of the manipulation. Oh yeah, she's she's a genius. I mean, she's manipulating us both already. She already knows. She's two and a half years old. Already knows to ask both of us the same question, to pit <laughs> us against each other. <laughs> and then she she claps her hands together and walks out and says, my work is done here. Well, and, and I'll, I'll tell you this. Like, you never told me that parenting was doing nothing but making threats all the time. All I do is threaten my child. And then she knows exactly how far to push it uh, before she gets the punishment. Jake, you might as well. I'm telling you right now. You want a little tip here. I mean, this is just the beginning. This is just the beginning. This is going to go on and become more and more intense as time goes by. Oh, I don't. All I do is sit there and count to three all day. You know, I don't maybe count to three. <laughs> One, two. And then as soon as I'm about to say three, she just complies. But is I don't. That your, is that your tone of voice? Just like that. Yeah, that's exactly it, actually. You do, you, do you hear, like, the desperation in my tone? You know, the, the anger, frustration mixed with just just despair as uh, I'm trying just to get her to brush her teeth? Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, do, I don't think in your, what, Lisa was the one counting to three in your family, right? Oh, I, I tried. I tried to be the disciplinarian. <laughs> but... Uh... You yeah, try like I, I try. <laughs> I, I tried. I did. I tried uh, at times to uh, to be that way. But uh, is this the same as though didn't you usually work out all that well? <laughs> is, this, is this the same as uh, as you tried to change diapers and by that it meant you changed a total of five for all five daughters? That's not true. That's not. Why do you got to say that, Jake? Because that's, that's what true. Lisa said. She was kidding. <laughs> Um, as far as the other thing goes, I, look, I, I think you need to teach lessons to your kids. And obviously you're there to advise and to guide and all that sort of thing. But these these parents would think they're going to control everything. Uh, that's not exactly the way it works. Now, 
I'm happy to report that my kids turned out well. They're they're in, in large measure like their mom, and so it was probably uh, better that way. But uh, I'm not taking any great credit. But uh, I, I was never in full control of anything. All right, we're going to get to the Not Sports Report coming up right around the corner, so stay tuned for that. But joining us now, let's get out to the zone phone, and he's our good friend Jake Stone from Zero Res. First of all, Jake, uh, thanks for jumping on with us. We really appreciate it and all the help you've given to uh, certainly our listeners, but me personally over the years, uh, you guys are, are just fantastic. Yeah, man, I, I really appreciate it. Uh, we're excited to get on here. Um, and kind of talk about what we're doing and, and what's going on. Okay, so let's let's start with kind of the basics because it is you know kind of a different world we're operating in uh, right now. And you guys are are still open and still helping our listeners, right? Absolutely. You know, we're doing our absolute best to get out there and and be a part of the solution instead of of causing more problems. Um, and so we are open and. And to be honest, we're taking some very, very serious precautions to make sure that everyone feels comfortable about us coming and in improving their home situation. So we're excited about that. So let's talk a little bit about that, because I know folks out there are, are curious. And of course, we all want to be safe. And I know you guys are, are taking those extreme precautions. Yeah, well, first and foremost, the CDC, you know, everyone's talking about the CDC right now. I don't think the CDC has been talked about as much lately until now, but they are, they are recommending above and, and first and foremost, before you go to any other measure, to clean. That's the first step. And, and so the reality is we do that better than anyone else out there. Um, so that's, that's one thing. But the second is just the precautions and the protocols that we put in place. And what we've done is we've mandated that all of our technicians wear shoe covers, gloves, masks, and we disinfect every piece of equipment that's used in a home after each job so that we're not carrying any contaminants, viruses, uh, bacteria, whatever that is, from one home to another. Um, so that's, that's really key and really important. Now, of course, you guys are world famous for cleaning carpets, and I, I've talked about all the magic you've worked for me over the years, and, and you do that better than anyone else. But what if we want to get all sorts of stuff cleaned in one shebang? You do other surfaces as well. Yeah, I mean, we can come in, your soft surfaces, your hard surfaces, you know, your sofas, your mattresses, your tile, your countertops. Um, we, we can clean it, and we're also offering uh, a disinfectant as well. So if you're interested in having, you know, your countertops, your doorknobs, your, your fixtures, uh, your carpet, those types of things, we're offering not only to clean, but disinfect afterward as well. So I think that's that's important because you guys, of course, do do cleaning and are world famous for it. But that disinfectant, that's something folks are really interested in right now, I would assume. Absolutely. And and just making sure that, you know, our technicians are healthy and, you know, we're making sure that they are and that they don't come to work if they're showing any kind of symptoms. Uh, and then same with customers. If they are feeling any kind of symptoms, you know, we're asking and, and we're making sure that if, if they are, we just reschedule them for a different time. All right, Jake, let's get our listeners in touch with you. I'm sure there's a bunch of them out there that want to get this squared away. Yep. You can get a hold of us at ZeroResSaltLake.com or ZeroResDavisWeber.com or give us a call at 801-288-9376. And we're running a $25 uh, per room rate right now. So 
never been that low. We want to help out. We want to be part of the solution. So give us a call. Wait, wait, wait. Hold the phone, Jake. Twenty-five bucks a room. I've been, I've been, uh, you know, talking about you guys for years now. I've never, ever, ever seen it that low. That's amazing. And in a time where other folks are raising their prices on stuff, you guys are doing your best deal ever. That's amazing. Yeah, we're running. We don't want to price gouge. We're running at max capacity. But listen, we again, we want to emphasize we want to be part of the solution. So twenty-five bucks, it is. 801-288-9376. 801-288-ZERO. Jake, you're the best, man. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. All right, there you go. That's Jake from Zero Res. 801-288-9376. 801-288-ZERO. Not Sports pre- uh, Report. Straight ahead, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Check this out. And now your Not Sports Report on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Time for the Not Sports Report. Brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles in inventory. Shop online, LHMUsedCars.com. Gordon, where are we going today? Well, I got two things. And one of them's in Spain. So uh, we're going to go to Spain. But I have a question for you before I go there. Uh, I was watching as during this time when we have some time to uh, spend at home. I was watching a special on um, on uh, water parks and not just water parks, but surfing parks, wave pools where you can surf on artificial waves. Is that does that sound appealing to you, Jake? Is that something that you would uh, you would try? Yeah, that sounds all right. I mean, I guess it's a thing. I, I've done it I'm several really, times. Have you? Oh, yeah. It's fun. It is a blast. Yeah, it looks fun. Sure. Where'd you'll you do you'll it? crack your face 75 times doing it, but it is a lot of fun. Where'd oh, there's places it? around. There's a place up in Ogden that'll do it. Uh, the Beaches in Provo has a spot oh. you can do it at. Yeah, you can find oh. them. Are you any good? No, no, no. No, 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 no. This was a total Utah surfing. This was uh, the longest I stood for was for like three and a half seconds and then bam, face to the floor of the pool. <laughs> surfing is difficult. <laughs> I've tried surfing a few times, not on artificial waves, but yeah, it, that's not an easy sport just to pick up a board and try. What's Correct. the biggest wave you could uh, you could surf in that uh, pool? Uh, the the ruffles wavy ones. Uh, the <laughs> oh no, you didn't mean potato chips. Okay, no. Are you gonna answer? Oh, you're asking me? I no, I could not do it, but it was a lot of fun. It, uh, it, the, how, the, how big were the waves? So the situation with the wave is like it's on a, it's like on a slanted type thing uh and so when you fall it uh, shoots you back up this this slant and so the wave is only about a foot maybe a foot and a half tall it's not very tall at all yeah wait 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 you couldn't surf a one foot wave nah i'll bet you couldn't oh yeah how many times you been surfing i surfed yeah i surfed are you kidding me i grew up at the beach i I would surf We've got some time here. Why don't we head down to one of these places, and you and I will take a turn. Let's try it out. see who can stay up longer. Uh, well, I, I I surfed when I was young. Uh-huh. And, uh, and didn't you grow up on the Chesapeake? 
Because that's no. not surfing water. No, we used to go to the beach all the time. I was an hour away from the beach. Come on. Anyway, uh, okay, let's go to Spain. Uh, <laughs> okay. Apparently, there in Spain, there is a a bit of an, uh, an, an, an isolation edict. What do we call those? Uh, the, <laughs> a lockdown? Whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and a man in Spain was so, so eager to get outside that he did something. Okay, so let's see. Let me read this. Uh, In the framework of the virus pandemic, uh, those uh, the countries affected by the spread of COVID-19 have had to take extreme measures such as mandatory preventive and social isolation in order to control and flatten the contagion curve. However, there are people who do not understand the importance of this measure and use their creativity looking for excuses or alternatives for not complying with it. And a man was arrested, Jake, for dressing up like a dog. Hmm. Seems and walking extreme. Around, walking around on all fours in a dog outfit. Now, I mean... <laughs> I know this is a serious issue, but we're trying to, to, to have a few chuckles here and there. We're not. But uh, dressing up like a dog? I mean, really? Why don't you give it a go, Gordon? Let us know uh, how it goes off in your neighborhood, huh? <laughs> I don't want to dress up like a dog. Uh, we're, what is the official uh, position of the state of Utah now in this regard? On dressing uh, up everyone, like a dog or? No, everyone, everyone's supposed to socially distance themselves, right? There has not been an edict handed down saying, get off the streets, right? Um, Austin and I were just talking uh, off the air. Apparently, Summit County is doing a, a shelter-in-place type of situation. But as a state, no, we have not, uh, we have not gotten there yet. Okay. Well, um, it's I, groups, I, I of, groups of 10 or less in, in social distance. Well, we hope people are responsible with the whole thing. But... Uh, uh, and I think probably if you needed to get outside, Jake, in our state, you might be able to go walk around your block, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. you can get out and for exercise purposes, but you're supposed to distance. Stay so. away from, from, from uh, one another. I get that. So that makes sense. But in these places where they have locked down, some people are really getting antsy to get outside and this guy there's a picture of him he's dressed up like he's dressed up like a dog and he's walking around hmm. on all fours well let's hope it doesn't come to that uh, no. a variety of different things in this story yeah uh, just <laughs> please just find something to do inside and be safe about it i guess let's leave it at that coming up next our good friend david Locke, radio voice of the utah jazz right here on 97.5 and 1280 the zone